Welcome, beautiful people and fellow whiners to another episode of A Little Something to Whine About with me, Siobhan Camille. And A Michelle. Where we whine, W-I-N-E, about life, personal growth, relationships, and more, because sometimes you just need to whine a little. So grab a glass of your favorite red, white, or rosé and join us on the couch. And if you're driving, listening to this, on one of the many podcast platforms, please don't drink a drive. We don't want to be responsible for that. Thank you. It, not at all. Not at all. That, that is not something I need on my conscience. And hello, 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 everyone. I hope you all are having a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, Siobhan, how have you been? I'm good. Um, yeah, it's, I'm good. I'm having a good, it's been a good couple of weeks, you know, it's been a good day. Once again, it's been a good day. Um, yeah, I have to ask sometimes because you, you have me a little worried, uh, you know, with, with your glass levels. <laughs> oh, no, I got my little carafe today. It's like oh, okay. Four ounces. Yeah, okay. it's actually a six ounce carafe. Uh-huh. So it measures oh. it out. So I've been trying to be a little more aware of, of your poor. Of portion sizes. <laughs> yes, that's something that we are going to get into on this podcast as well. We have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to cover. Um, but today we will be talking about um, how close is too close family edition. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes. So for those who have close families, how close is too close? We're going to explore that today. Um. But before we get into that, as you all know, who have been with us for an episode or two, um, we wine over wine. And so mm-hmm. what are you whining today? I am drinking a red blend. Um, it's by Noble Vines. It's a part of the Noble Vines collection. It's called Marquis Red. Again, that's Marquis Red. Um and this wine, I have never, ever, 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 ever tasted. Um, so this will be a first for me. So that's what's in my glass with the correct pour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you drinking on today? And in my little six ounce carafe today, I have a Vidal Blanc by, and I'm really going to try not to mess this up because I've only looked at the bottle a couple of times. It was just one of those things I grabbed because I saw it uh Bassignani I want to say sounds correct to me yeah I've actually I've actually had it before but it's been it's been a little while so I've decided to bring it back um from what I remember it was it's a sweet but it's smooth so I figured that Mm -hmm. I would bring out a Vidal Blanc for (laughs) Vidal Blanc for this for this edition so let's get into it now that we know that what we will be sipping on for the next 45 minutes to an hour (laughs) (laughs) yes so what brought this topic up about how close is too close as far as family goes um i have biologically eight siblings seven siblings seven or eight i'm not counting right now um 
and my family is blended. I was raised blended. No one was married to my father. Wait, I'm lying. I think my oldest brother's mom was married to my father, and I think they was married for like six weeks, and then they got it all. So I don't count that. Um, but my oldest brother did pass away as well. So yes, um, when he was a baby. Um, so yeah, that that was hard for my dad. My dad doesn't like to talk about it. But anyway, I was race blended. I have dealt with or seen a lot in my growing up. Um, but through everything, my family, well, at least my siblings and I, for the ones that grew up around me, um, we are extremely close. Some people say, we have heard it before, that we are too close. Um, and I would have to, for the most part, disagree. But again, it's because I'm on the inside looking out. For the most part, though, not, not all, because there are sometimes I'll be like, look, I love y'all, but I need a break. And because we are so close, when I do feel that way, sometimes I'm like, I feel a little convicted because it's like, you know, the, those are your siblings. Like, you really don't have too many other people to talk to, for real. So what are you doing? But yeah, I have been told that my siblings and I are like too close. Like, we we do too much together we know too much about one another and because of that we are so involved in each other's lives where it creates you know certain bickering or things like that that's what I've been told um do I believe that that is correct to some extent possibly yes um we do have sibling squabbles or you know or whatever but realistically my family doesn't it's just the level of your squabble if you ask me personally but that to me that is a a matter of opinion do I like it for the most part yes um there are times when I definitely feel like mm, yeah I want y'all knowing all that but I do end up telling them anyway because it is a level of comfort there and safe space you know um now that is one thing that I will say with us being close has provided it does provide us with that safety net of security um that most people have and I also think that that may be part of why a lot of people say what they say in reference to us being so close they have not been blessed in that way to have that amount of support um I don't look or you know down or you know like feel any better than anyone but I do recognize the blessing and I think because of that you know we can be looked at a little different sometimes people think we're too close um what about you like have you ever been told you're like too close to someone I know you're an only child but you know how close is too close like are you too close to your mom are you too close to your dad like well, tell me what you think well I don't know. I think, as you say, being an only child, a lot of my friends became my family, which is something we went deeper in on the last episode, friendships and adulthood. Uh, so to me, a lot of my friends became my family. My family was closer when I was younger, but that was like my cousins and everything. And primarily my mom's side of the family, just because that's who was around me. You know, we lived in the same city. My mom's family lived in, in New York. My dad's family's in Texas. So it was just the people that I was around were right. the people mm -hmm. there. Um, 
at this point, we're not. I mean, everybody's grown up. Everybody left our hometown and went their own ways. Like we we were never going to stay in that place <laughs> at right. all. So I don't think I've become too close to to my family, but I don't think I've had anyone ever tell me that I was too close to any of my friends either. I think if I brought you into my circle, then that's what it is. If I consider you family, if you're if we're close, whether blood related or not, then we're close. I had an ex that <laughs> even after we broke up, I would literally call him every time my period stopped. I just did. Um, and maybe that people would be like, well, that's weird. Even if he was talking to somebody, but it was a matter of, he understood it's irregular. It's all over the place. So it coming was like an event, <laughs> quite <laughs> frankly, at that point, at that oh. point in my life, like during my college years, it was an event because it was like, <laughs> she showed up this month. Can you believe it? <laughs> and so he, you know, after three months, I ain't seen her. She said, oh. Oh, um, and but that that I don't think people have ever told me that it's too close. I don't think I've ever had that, but I don't think I don't have a lot of people outside looking in either. Most of the people who are in are in. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not around other people to give me their opinion on, oh, you and Elle are too close or oh, you and Cody are too close or you and Zoe are too close or whomever. I don't have other outside opinions to tell me what too close is. I'm not even sure. I personally don't believe in the term too close hmm. because I can't tell for somebody else, tell them, oh, y'all are too close. You're, you're essentially, I feel like that's saying your connection is too strong. Right. And I just right. don't feel like that's possible. Right. Okay. That, okay. That's that was about the extra to explain that because a lot of people will be like, nah, nah. And I would like, we got boundaries. And I feel like that's ultimately what people are talking about, like their personal ba- boundaries. But keyword to that term is personal so exactly (laughs) if your personal boundary is it my personal boundary um it's okay (laughs) it's nothing wrong with it don't shun my boundary because they are very small or very uh thin boundaries when it comes to certain things with my siblings or my mom like realistically um outside of my best friend michelle my best friend is my mother. Like there is absolutely nothing I can't tell my mother. Um, and that means good, bad, ugly, indifference. Like I can literally go to my mother and be like, time out. If you had children, you might want to excuse them. Ma, this bitch, and I was about to do an F you like whole nine yards. And after I finish, my mom will be like, language. (laughs) Right. I'm glad that you got that out. Or she might be like, what? Now, my mother is not a real uh, ratchet person. But I will say in about these last three or four years, my mommy has changed. (laughs) So my mom has learned some ratchet terms. Like sometimes my mother surprises me. And I'm like, what? But that's just the type of person that she is and anyone who knows or who has been around my family knows how my mother is my mother to me if you need a a close example of a saint knowing that my mother is not perfect like let's 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 not get it twisted my mother's not perfect but if you want to 
my mom is probably the closest example to a saint that I could come up with because I have literally watched this woman go through things, being in a blended family, you know, ra- you know, raising children that she did not birth, um, raising us, and then everybody else who thought they were her children. <laughs> and her just with open arms, an open heart, an open mind, but still having rules, like and doing everything in love. Like my mother has an in love spirit that I will never understand. And because of that, I feel like that's the reason why we are as close as we are. Like, I mean, and maybe this is normal. Maybe this is how, you know, a lot of people feel. Well, most, because I do know some people that don't have great relationships with their mothers. Uh, but most people feel about their mom, you know. Um, you know, your mom is someone you, you could really never replace. Um, and as much as I call her my best friend, please don't get it twisted. This woman will tax my behind with my 35-year-old plus self. So I do know that there's a level that I go, you know what, mom? You're right. You got it. I mean, how do you feel? Like, so how close are you and your mom? Put it that way. My mom and I are really close. Um, but that's that's a that's a story of years. But we've always been close. My mom was always a person I could go to tell anything. I guess my mother was my original, my first friend. Mm-hmm especially as an only child and my mother was the type of person that and I I swear I swear to God I wanted to like box her face and cuss her out when she would do this in middle school but she would wake me up and you know you 12 13 you shouldn't be up before noon okay she would wake me up at 8 a.m talking about (laughs) we going to run errands why I is anything even open yeah, the stores, oh, they just opened, didn't they? Like the lights just turned on and you want to be there when you are, is Jesus going to be there? Like, are you trying to be there when he comes out? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are we here? Why do I have to go? That was always my thing. Why do I have to go? Because you're not staying in the house. No, no, no. Her thing was spend time with me. I think, and as it, as it got older and after my parents divorced and then, um, like for me, my dad died. So my mother and I've been close, like always. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just got stronger over time. Now, the funny part is, as close as my mother and I are, I think I was closer to her mother, to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I think that anybody who was around me when my grandmother passed, mm-hmm. I ain't talked to nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I turned everything off. I I talked to no one for mm-hmm. like a good month. Mm-hmm. My grandmother and I were close, but I don't know if I would say too close because there were things I kept from my grandmother just because she was a different generation. She was old school. I mean, anyway, so to answer the question, um, my mom and I close, my grandmother and I were close. I had some secrets from my grandmother, but that was just because of generational stuff. Um, but that it was it wasn't really a lot. And I think my grandmother and I got my grandmother and I were always close. I literally called her every Sunday after I graduated high school up until she died. Okay. 
So that was like 15, 16 years or something like that. I, I put it in an Instagram post when it happened because I had actually did the, mm -hmm. I did the math at the time. So we, we were really close. My mom and I are close. My dad is dead. You do not have to say that. Like my dad is dead. I mean, but it just, it was, it was so much feeling and everything else. And then it just got woo. That's a while for another time. Yeah. So when we think about how close is too close, like, like my children, I have two girls living in the house. They will, uh, that I'll be like, okay, I'll go get dressed. We get ready, get up, get out, you know, get out. Out in the world, we're not staying in this house all day. My two girls will grab their clothes and go into completely separate rooms and get dressed. And when I saw that, to me, it was foreign. <laughs> I was looking at it like, hmm? y'all know y'all girls right like y'all can go in the same room like y'all do know when we move y'all will share a room y'all have the same parts that's your sister like what y'all doing that's not a stranger so <laughs> it was foreign to me but I had to learn um for one of them she was just more comfortable changing by herself and it, it wasn't anything against her sister she was just more comfortable being that way but just to look at you know little things like that where my boys like they'd be in the room together so long. I'd knock on the door, be like, hey, 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 what, what, what y'all doing? Y'all ain't his sword fighting no name because you know they boys, you know. <laughs> they do boys do different things. And they'd be like, no, nah, mom, we can't dress. I'd be like, but why are all of y'all walking around in y'all drawers? Like that goes from <laughs> my 15-year-old down to six-year-old. Like, and the six-year-old is like the boldest one. Like, no filter. But given yeah, the yeah. fact given the fact that their father don't ever wear a shirt or pants really i mean he walk around in his in his box of bricks all day like i can't say that i'm surprised in I the mean, least bit when it comes to them i think i'm surprised it's more so like oh jesus boys and so but just watching the comparison and the relationship between how my boys interact with each other how my girls interact with each other so it's you know just that thing about closeness like who's comfortable around whom I, I noticed that my oldest son and my middle baby they share secrets with each other they have they confide in one another where they don't confide in their other siblings in the same manner so you know that's what I mean by how close is too close like when you say that do you then does it then turn into favoritism? Is, is that something that can be created out of being too close? And I mean, even with that between parents, you know, um, I'm a daddy's girl and I always have been, I always will be. And yes, Monet, I am the original daddy's girl. And I say it like that because that's just the close thing that we have. We that's a little sibling, I guess, rivalry or squabble that we have. Um, because she's the baby, then I'm the oldest that was around. We do have an older sister. How I can count on one hand how many times I have seen her. I am probably the only sister that would care to have a relationship. My other two, <laughs> quickness, they show count. And I'd be like, oh my God, they a mess. But um, what do you think maybe 
a boundary that you have seen cross between siblings who are too close? I'm gonna be real. I don't really, barring anything illegal, all right? So like incest or anything (laughs) physical like that. I don't really think anything up to that point to me is too close. I really feel like people, the whole y'all are too close, I think speaks more to the person saying it than the people they're saying it to. Mm, Elaborate, please. We live in such a society of judgment. Well, such a society where everybody's trying to tell everybody else what to do and how to live their lives when they don't even have their own together or remotely together or half together or piece together. Um, But it makes people feel better about themselves to look down on or judge somebody else. That's just where we are. So I can't, for example, what I may be comfortable or not comfortable sharing with somebody else, depending on the closeness of our relationship, I can't just dictate that for someone else. As you said about the girls, one of them may have had bigger issues changing in front of the other. I can't mm-hmm. tell you in the same way that you can't tell that person, oh, y'all aren't close enough because you're not willing to change in the same room. If she's not comfortable with changing in front of it, it might just be anybody she's just like look i'm not yeah there. yeah she she's not that person she's like and there are people like that that are that will even with their husbands or their wives be like i'm gonna go change in the other room these are the same people that have clearly they've done they've had intimate moments with they've had time hopefully hopefully they more than likely <laughs> they've had moments with intimately that they're like yo i don't but I don't want to change in front of you. Maybe to them, they're like, you know, that's a private thing. Or like, there are some people, for example, who won't go to the bathroom in front of their significant other. There are others who do not care. There are others like in the only life or death emergency, will you be in here? It depends on the person. Now, for me- Now that I get, I I completely get, because there are some things that, that, and this this definitely is TMI. Um, Yeah, I, I don't care who you are when I'm in the in the restroom, bathroom, or that space, I don't need no help. I don't need no comfort. I don't care who you are. And and I and I say that because not to interrupt, sorry about that. I say that because that is one area that you know how when you be like, oh my God, moms can't even go in the bathroom and like go that was me. My mother in the bathroom alone? Oh no. Michelle, I'm I'm like you know, you know, doing my handling my business. I'm like, okay, like, what do you mean? Like, what's the problem? So where, and it's crazy. So where with my mom, I was like, uh, okay, do what you got to do. Like, you're fine. I don't care. I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to get this off my chest. But on the other hand, for me, I dare you. And it's that's why that's why I say I'm a big contradiction. I t- I tell people all the time like I feel like I am the world's biggest contradiction because let a piece of a child or my spouse knock on the door. I don't care if I just had to uh, pee. Slim, go away. But that's what I'm saying. So and and that and that as well. You may be comfortable doing it but you may not be comfortable receiving on the other end i get told that 
it's no different than people used to say back in the day about like people talking about something don't but you can dish it out but you can't take it there were a lot of bullies on the playground that had a lot to say about somebody but let you tell them that's why your clothes don't match they break down in tears they done told you your mom ain't this your daddy ain't this you ain't this. Mm-hmm. they done thrown so many at you and now let you say one thing they <laughs> crying because they can't take it there are two sides there's always going to be two sides there's the giver and the receiver and sometimes you can be on one end and not the other but again to me closeness or somebody judging closeness and the terms too close come from whoever the person saying it is more so than the people receiving it I'll give you that. Me telling my ex about my menstrual cycle may have been too much for somebody else. They may come to me, but, oh, girl, you tell them that? That's too much. And y'all ain't even together anymore? That's way too much. He don't need to know all that. But he was like, at that time, he was one of my closest friends. Even after we broke up. It was also relationship. And I think sometimes that's what people, a lot of people don't understand relationship, period. Like, but no, I'm saying after we broke up, I still did it. So my thing no, but is, that, I mean, at that point, it was still a re, like relationship, like meaning you guys had not relationship on the uh, intimacy level. I mean, just relationship, like friendship, like, hey, you know about this situation. So I'm comfortable with telling you, hey, this is what's going on. Woo. You know, no matter what may have changed about everything else around us, our relationship and me being able to tell you certain things hasn't changed. So that's what I mean. Like, and a lot of people don't understand or they they don't understand relationship unless it applies to them. Oh, it's a whole lot of people with the, well, that's different when you tell them, but you do the same thing. Oh, but that's different. It's not. And what's different is your perception. Perspective. And your perspective, <laughs> exactly. That's it. Now you're no longer on the outside. The you're action the is still the same. If I tell you. Now this is a mirror. Ta-da. <laughs> if I tell you, oh, I crashed two cars because I was drinking. And you tell me, oh, that's wrong. You shouldn't, whatever. And then you do the same thing. And I'm like, well, you crashed two cars from drinking. Oh, well, that's different. Why? Because you were drinking vodka and I was drinking tequila. What? Like, what's what's really the difference? Alcohol was still wrong. How about that? That's. That's that. It's no matter what, the alcohol level was still illegal, and we were both and we were both wrong. But that's and I mean that's an extreme example. And I don't drink. I don't drink and drive. I don't crash drunk and drive. Like let's not do that. But I'm just saying that was that was was just just an example, example. people. But I'm just saying like (laughs) that's my thing. Like what are we really saying? That's the pot calling the kettle black. Mm -hmm. It's all of that. And so Mm -hmm. I don't. I personally do not believe two people can be too close because I can't tell you what's too close for you. Right. You can't tell me what's too close for me. I I personally don't have an issue changing in front of most people because growing up as a dancer, look, I don't you had to figure it, it out. But you also have, and that's the other part. <laughs> you one as a dancer, you figure out how to change without exposing yourself, how to do it adequately, with that means with accuracy and speed. Yeah, we could go a whole nother dance conversation, but that's a wine for another time. Look. Look. But that's why, again, to me, certain things when people are like, that's too close. How? Because it also depends on you don't know this other person's experiences or their cultural background or even their personal mm-hmm. background, their life story, their lifestyle, life mm-hmm. story, any of that to tell them what too close is. Again, like I say, to me, it's just connection. I can't tell you that your connection with somebody else is too much or how you choose how you choose to express that 
and how you all choose to interact with each other. I can't dictate. I'm not going to try to dictate. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Do you, boo? So would you put, pick your sister's notes? No, but I don't want nobody in, anybody in mine. I don't want anybody in my notes. So that's my, that's a no. Would you pop a black hair on your sister's face? Yeah, but I have a weird thing with that. So do I. Like my husband swears that I should have been a pimple popper. Like he, like, oh my God, he swears that I should have. And it's like one of those things where you want to turn away, but you're like, no, hold up. But I got to get it. Hold up. Ew. Like it has to. <laughs> Listen, I will get tweezers and especially the big, ooh, it's like doing surgery, but not really. Yes. Yes. But not really. My son hates me malachi has really really bad acne and that comes from a combination of both of his biological parents um and i apologize to him every day oh i'm so sorry baby but it's we're here now and i'm like okay so like i have been practicing doing like the facials and all this stuff for him but it's funny because it's always when we're out in public and i notice them it's always the natural light where i'm like oh what's that he's like oh my god mom like we have been in the middle of a Six Flags line and I'm like, it's just right. And he's like, ma. And I'm like, I can't because it's now I'm going to see it every time and I need to fix it. Okay, well, step to the side so now nobody sees. And so like people are like, that's too close. That's not too close. That's caring. <laughs> and there's a thin I care line. about the oils that are coming out of your face. <laughs> there's a thin line between caring and crazy. <laughs> okay well i know i'm crazy but like, I'm just I, I, I don't deny that i am crazy i am my husband i had to tell him what love likes to describe it as jealous and i had to tell him he was misusing that word i said i'm not jealous i'm possessive there's a huge difference now if you're not careful your possession can turn into a jealous thing or you know a jealous or envious type of thing but I'm possessive if you're my child you're my child yeah I might share you with your biological or you know parents but you're still mine and you know that's just how I feel and 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 god forbid if you came out of my uterus okay what you do you mine period <laughs> so if I'm too close, I'm just too close. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, and I don't know, maybe it's me also trying to make sure like I'm, I am cover all my bases with my son. I'm like, so have you thought about sex lately? And he's like, whoa, whoa, ma, boundaries. I'm like, you gotta tell somebody. He's like, I have a dad, a pop pop, and another dad. <laughs> and sometimes I'd be like, I wonder which one he named first, but that's, 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 that's a me thing. And I know I shouldn't, but that, that's, that's just a me thing. Um, but he's like, I, 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 I can get, I got it covered. And I'm like, no, but I'm your mother. Like I was the one that was, he, I carried you. And he's like, mm -mm. <laughs> I'm gonna just put this aside in there. I'm just concerned of what, what men tell their sons when it comes to sex, because so am I and that's I mean like, that's a wine for another time but I just want to put out there that that I I hear you but what is he saying oh oh okay for anyone who knows like my family anyone who knows 
my husband. If you look at his track record, that speaks for itself. And I'm just gonna leave that where it is. If my dad has eight children, it speaks for itself. And I'm gonna leave that where it is. My child's father, he don't have no whole bunch of kids. He had, he had Malachi and one with his wife. But if you know who my child's father is, it speaks for itself and some things. But this is why it concerns me. When so, but right, and that's what I was getting ready to say. Uh, so, with all of the great support that he has, I am so, for lack of better words, anxious and wanting him not to become a misogynist or, you know, that, that, that male chauvinist thing. And I'm like, I want you to be a man. I want you to have all the testosterone. I want you to have a girl. I want you, you know, to be the guy. However, I want you to be the better guy. I want you to value and have respect for women. Right. You don't, you, you hear what they say, you get it, but you also understand that a woman is not something, it's not something for you to play with. Like you said in the first episode, we have feelings, like we're here. Um, I want you to know how to communicate with them. I, like, I feel like as a mother, that's part of my job. My job is to teach you, not only to teach you what a woman is, but to teach you how to communicate with a woman, like the proper ways to do that. So yes, where you're comfortable talking with your male role models and counterparts, I still need you to be, uh, I desire you to be comfortable with mentioning, it doesn't have to be in full detail, but mentioning things to me because I have a different perspective um, from a woman's point of view. And if not me, you have plenty of aunts. You know, another female who will give it to you straight up, who will, you know, teach you, hey, this, this male-female thing is multifaceted. It's not just about you. It's a lot of different sides to that. So I, I, want, I just want you to be aware in a positive way and not self-centeredly focused, if that makes sense. I hope I use the right vocabulary in that. Here's what I'm gonna say and just leave it right here. I wish more people would talk to people of the opposite sex. If you're heterosexual, if you're homosexual, just talk to y'all. It doesn't even matter. If you're a girl and you're gay and you're lesbian, just talk to other women, I guess, because that's who you're dealing with. If you're a guy and you're gay, just talk to other dudes because that's who you're dealing with. If you are straight, I just wish more people would talk to people of the other gender. I have a great ter understanding. I'm not gonna say I'm, a, I'm not a guy, but I have a great understanding, I think, of guys and the breadth of guys mentalities not just the jocks not just the car heads not mm -hmm. just the super sensitive ones a great range because mm -hmm. as i said countless times most of my friends growing up were guys and so the reason that to this day dudes call my phone that i can still just chill and kick it and have a conversation hey what you doing Vaughn? how you doing what's going on and it not be anything whatever is because I understand. I, again, may not agree mm -hmm. with certain things, but I understand. And I think part mm -hmm. of the problem that we have is men go to other men to ask them about women. Women go to other women to ask them about men. But right. you don't but go like to- That is taught. It is taught. Because you know your mom or, or moms or girl, 
you know, you hear her, you see her going to her girlfriends. You don't see her going to her dad. Like, uh, see, I'm one, I go quick to my dad. I'm like, daddy, this man is getting on my nerves. And with my dad growing up in the generation that he is, and my dad is fully, what is it? Baby boomer. Like, I think he's in that area, that era. Um, that baby boomer, uh, whatever come, uh, I, that generation, he's there. Like that ugh, old fashioned quote unquote man, that's my dad. Like his mentality, his thinking. And I love my husband to death. And you know how they say you marry your father. I feel like I inadvertently married my father not knowing it. Um, but it happened. So we're here now. And I feel like, like, and that's why I'd be like, it was, it's funny because Robo used to be like, you always go to your parents. And I'd be like, would you rather me go to a girlfriend? Or would you rather me express some of these things to a male counterpart, which then can create other issues? I would rather go to my dad, who is a guy, who is older, and who does understand the concept, although whatever he's been through, he understands the concept of a relationship, of marriage, regardless of what he's done, he understands that concept. And because I'm his daughter, he's going to give me, um, you know, valuable, you know, advice, like, like things with substance, you know, he's going to tell me from a man's point of view, what you know, you may be thinking or give me some type of insight, but wouldn't you rather me do that than for me to go out in these streets? So I, I, I definitely do agree with you with But that. that's why I appreciate it. That's why I appreciate it. Like I told you before, when my guy, when my male friends would come to me, Siobhan, you a girl, right? <laughs> yes. I like to think so. Because my girlfriend <laughs> is, right. Because my girlfriend is doing this and I don't understand why she, but y'all knew to come to me to a female and because again this is it was like me with a group of five guys like literally growing up that was my squad all of them would come to me because you a girl right you a chick right let me ask you this because y'all can go sit and and power and maybe you need to go sit have a boy's moment where you just talk about how much you can't stand this chick but when you want to come to the solution of how to fix it or you want to come to the solution of how to get out of it without her keying your car, slashing your tires, doing all of this stuff. Them, those are not the people to ask because they are not women. Even though I don't often think like the average, if you will, because again, I'm I'm too I'm mostly logical. I'm quick to be like, all right, well, bye. I can still because I I have the emotions of a woman. Woman, I just don't tap into them very often. I can go tell me about her. Give me five sentences that tells me what she's like. And even if I'm not her, especially at this age, at this age is I have enough female friends that I can be like, okay, so she's like Michelle. Okay, so she's like Elle. Okay, so she's like Keisha. How would Keisha, even if it's not, how would I respond? Because I think only two of them have ever dealt with chicks like me where I could be like, I'll tell you exactly what she about to do because that's me. Everybody else, it was like, I even, even coming to me, I'm like, well, I don't understand that type of chick. Hold on. Let me think about something real quick. Like I have to run through the girls that I know, or that I've watched more than anything Mm -hmm. watched and witnessed to figure out, well, I saw a same chick with her type of crazy 
key a dude's car because he did it this way. So just don't do it that way. I can't tell you the way to do it, but I'm gonna tell you, don't do this. I'll give you a suggestion on how not to do it right. and how you go with it from there is there. Oh no, I, I definitely understand. And that's another benefit of having so many different siblings. As close as we are, we are nothing alike. And you can attest to that. Monet is not like me. Erica is not like me. And I am not like them. And none of us are like Renee because we don't even know her. Um, understanding those differences too, you know, and, and being able to see and relate one person to the next because, I mean, ultimately there's nothing new under the sun, period. No one has done anything or thought anything that someone else hasn't done or thought, period. So you're right. It is best to talk to someone of the opposite sex. I mean, absolutely. Like, look, I'm going to be honest. We all just try to figure it out. So I guess to me, when it comes to how close is too close, I wish that boys were closer with the females in their lives Mm. than they are. And I wish daughters were closer with the, the uncles and fathers and whatever in their lives often mm-hmm. than they are. I think so often males run together and females run together. But the truth in this thing called life, we all have to deal with each other. Mm-hmm. And again, unless you're homosexual, you will be dealing with someone of the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. So you would be better served to at least try to get an understanding of that group earlier. I don't think that either gender utilizes the other and the wisdom of the other right enough because as you say malachi has i don't even know how many aunties and a mother to go to and even sisters to go to cousins to go to that him being like why well, talk to my dad my other dad and papa that's great you know, to get from a male's perspective, if you're talking about this is going on my body, I'm feeling this towards women, da, 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 da. But I really hope that when he gets to the point where he actually wants to court a woman and deal with a woman or a female, that he will go to the females in his life and not keep going to the dudes. I will hope so, but. And the same goes for, honestly, any female that they go to you know, go to your mother to be like, look, my menstrual, uh, go to your mother, my breasts are coming in, go to your mother to be like, I'm starting to feel this for boys, go to your mother, what are the mechanics of sex? But when you really like, dude asked me out, I hope that you can go to a brother, a father, an uncle, some guy and be like, you know, this happened. This is how he asked me out. What does this mean? This is what he did on the date. Can you help me to, because you're going to be guessing. And you know what? Your mama's going to be guessing. And the dude, your father, uncle, brother may still put a guess in it as well, but their guess is going to be coming from a perspective of relatability mm-hmm. that no woman that you know is going to give you. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, that no because again he could be like well dad she twirled her hair like over and over again what does that mean he's guessing because and this is and this is what i will say as well and i'm saying this from a female perspective and i'm just because we talk about malachi so again if he's like she kept you know twirling her hair she kept laughing and touching my arm like what does that mean and 
also it could be you also have this adult male because rob's in his 30s in his late 30s. he oh right that's going to tell you from that 30 perspective mm-hmm. oh well you know girls when they do all that they want it now you and i as females who have been 15 will be like look she just really likes you she ain't necessarily trying to do all that right or she could just be nervous she likes you she, nervous. she don't know she what else to say to do with please her don't sit there and think that oh now we about to go and just like she ready to take her clothes off because i'm telling you as a female that's not gonna happen that's and that's it. and that's what i'm saying because the guys in your life are going to be guessing from where they are now and because they've never been a woman they were never a 15 they were never a 15 year old girl they weren't honey they were not where you are at 15 is where they were at 15. They, the same guessing you trying to figure out is the same guessing they were figuring out. Your mama was a 15-year-old girl at some point. Your aunties were all 15-year-old girls at some point. You may have a cousin that's 15-year-old girl right now. Mm-hmm. Talk to her. Who can give you definite current insight? Because still, we are still a couple generations, a couple decades removed. We can yes. reminisce. But as you said, clothing wise and everything else and fashion and style and lifestyle of all of these girls right now, I can't, I can't help you, bro. But we were that. So I wish that as we talk about how close is too close, I wish that closeness between the genders increased. I wish that we got rid of the stereotype and the old motto mm-hmm. that's so played that, oh, a man and a woman can't just be friends. I wish that was dead. I wish the oh, a man and a woman can't just lay in a bed together and do nothing. I wish that were dead. I wish that we would stop acting like men and women, especially men, but men and women are both just these sex-driven, sex-crazed, can't-do-anything-else unless one of them That's is That's all that there is under the sun between a man and a woman is sex. I wish that because that is that mentality is the root of all of these problems. I wish that died because I think then closeness between genders would lead you to conversations between genders would lead you to understanding between genders which would lead to the end of a lot of generational curses the end of a lot of jacked up families and i'm not talking you know close blended that's and even then people could probably do close blended and baby mothers and baby fathers better with that actual Uh communication and Mm -hmm. understanding because one it would eliminate a whole lot of baby Mm -hmm. mama baby daddy foolishness it would just it, it would eliminate a whole lot of baby mamas baby daddies in the first place and I didn't come from a blended family. So my take on all of that is going to be extremely traditional. It's the reason I don't mm-hmm. have kids now. But at least then you wouldn't have the woman who feels cheated and slighted because her child's father is with another woman. You wouldn't have the man that's like, oh, well, if he's going to be dating my baby mama, then he might as well play daddy to my kids. I don't, you wouldn't have, right. you wouldn't have that. Right, it, or it would be extremely less of and no room or little to no room for excuses. You would definitely eliminate a lot. Toast, cheers to that. <laughs> and I'm gonna sip my not sip my tea. I'm going to sip my wine. <laughs> mm. This wine, actually, let's let's talk about this wine real quick. What are your final thoughts on your wine? Let's let's start with you. So now that the glasses are empty. Um, I will say that for me, it's clean. It's a nice, clean, sweet wine. It's not one of my favorites. Um, I think I appreciated it more when I first had it. And now having had it over some time, 
Mm. It's also because it's gotten warm. It's much better chilled. I think me personally, I just tend to like wines chilled more than warm anyway. Uh So I would definitely recommend a Vidal if it's cool. A chilled Vidal Blanc. But I, um, yeah. So I I guess at this point, I'll I'll give this a three. A three out of five. Um, overall, this, this is not a favorite. <laughs> oh yeah. You, this was your first time. With yeah, the this is my first time. This is a new one for me. I'm, I'm a newbie at this one. Um, not my favorite taste wise. Uh, the blend itself, it's, it's a little rough. It's not, it's not smooth. Um, it is dry, but I don't mind dry. I actually like dry wines. It, I mean, it's a red wine. Duh. Um, but there are it, sweet red wines. Yeah, but I mean, it's a marquee. But, Most marquee aren't sweet. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a nice, it's a nice, it's it's nice. I feel like maybe if I was eating with this, like maybe like a steak or you know, some asparagus, like something else. I feel like this is a good pair wine. Like you have to pair it with something. Drinking it alone, um, it, it's a little heavy, if that makes sense. Mm. It's a little heavy. Um, I feel like if this was paired with a nice steak or lamb, you may So you get, need like a heavy, a heavy yeah, food right, to go, to with. go with it. Um, I feel like that, that will probably make this taste a whole lot better. It's not nasty. Let's let's not do that because I would have never finished the glass. Um, <laughs> but ideally, this is definitely something that you would want to uh, sip on with a, a meal, not a dessert. This is not a dessert wine. This is definitely a meal. But my overall rating of this, uh, I give it a, a solid three. And that's because I'm not eating with it. I definitely give it a solid three. Yeah, I think mine would go good with like a fish or a seafood. I think Mm -hmm. because it is so crisp and clean that it doesn't really, it has a taste of its own. And I was trying to think of what it is, but I'm not sure. But definitely like a fish or a seafood. I I think a Mm -hmm. steak or any type of red meat is going to be too heavy. Even chicken Mm -hmm. would be too heavy. I think you would need like a nice, like a buttery, a lobster like a tilapia or something a lobster even or something like that um a lighter fish Mm -hmm. because yeah on its own especially if you're gonna do it warm I think if you're gonna do this chilled you can do it with you know a nice cheese and 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 as a snack type thing right but if this is warm and you're doing this for like dinner then Mm -hmm. then yeah a seafood seafood. dish would, would be best okay okay that's that's great that's great well, I think that brings us to the conclusion of this wonderful episode, another wonderful episode of A Little Something to Wine About with your host, Taya Michelle. And Siobhan Camille. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed yourself. Please subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, a little something to wine about.com. Let us know about this topic. You know, let us know how close is too close to you. Is there someone that you would like to be closer with? Please let us know. And don't forget to join us next week. We will be talking about traveling now versus then, pre-COVID, post-COVID. And don't forget, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Bye.